0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 32 called The Blessing of Forgiveness. As
1: we continue in Medicine for the Soul, The book of Psalms, we're in Psalm 32. And we are going to deal with a psalm of forgiveness, a psalm of forgiveness, or the blessing of forgiveness, Psalm 32. Before we jump in, let's pray. Father, we are grateful for tonight. Thank you for the precious time of prayer and worship. Thank you that we can seek you in spirit and in truth. And you will be found. In fact, that whole uh, interaction with the woman at the well... You said the Father is seeking such worshipers. And so thank you for that. Thank you that you seek us out and we can seek you out. We can find the beauty of your presence and we can find your heart as uh, we sing to you. And tonight we're gonna see your heart for broken sinners. And uh, it may surprise us to know that one of the chief of sinners, even, even though he is a hero of much of the Bible, was David. And many of us know his story, but many of us may not know all the details of what happened to him, how broken he actually was, and how long it went on. And we have some insights from this psalm about what he went through when he was unrepentant and when he was trying to cover up his sin. And it's an interesting look into an honest assessment of what sin does to us and and really how to turn the corner, how to, how to come out of it, how to seek the Lord and and find you for forgiveness and for uh, cleansing and, and even a renewal of our lives. And this is really one of the core uh, messages of the Bible. There's a God in heaven that's so holy and yet so loving that he forgives us all of our trespasses according to the riches of your grace. If we will simply call, you will be found. And thank you tonight that you're with us, Lord, Whatever you want us to hear, may you speak. May I get out of your way. May your word uh, produce its work in our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. amen. Psalm 32 is a Psalm of David. That's the heading that you'll have in your Bible. It's a mass skill. You say, what is a mass skill? Well, we don't really know specifically, but we do have some ideas or some speculation. Some believe that it is to be literally uh, rendered this way. A mascal of David is a psalm of David giving instruction. So you could say it's an instruction psalm or a wisdom psalm. So much of the psalms are, you know, they have a certain flavor to them and they could be, uh, for example, one word that we might find is penitential or Uh, Someone might be seeking the Lord for forgiveness. This psalm has that as well. It is one of the great psalms of repentance in our Bibles. And yet it is also a psalm of wisdom. Because we're going to see David repent of his sin, be broken over his sin, and then begin to instruct sinners about what he found out about God in the midst of his sin and brokenness. And I think that this is a good thing to remember as we jump into this psalm is if you've ever been broken in your life, been broken over your sin, and I think we all have in this room probably multiple times, and you've experienced the grace of God, his washing, blessed forgiveness, his love and goodness, despite how weak and frail we can be, then what you want to do is tell other people about that. And in fact, a man who described himself as the chief of sinners, Saul, who became Paul, really went all over the Roman world doing that very thing, He was telling other people about the forgiveness that he had found in Jesus Christ. And this is really, when you boil it all down, we talk about a lot of things in church. We learn a lot of things. But when you really boil it down, the message we have to share is a message of forgiveness. It's a message of hope. It's a message that we have experienced God's grace, and we want to give it away. And so let's never forget that because there's a lot going on and a lot we can focus on, but we have a message of forgiveness to offer. So a wisdom psalm, a penitential psalm is another way to say it. It's the idea of penitence or being broken or bowing down before God, honest about your sin. Now, most scholars would say that the backdrop, and you do have the backdrop, sometimes at the top of a psalm, it will say, this psalm was written on this occasion. Other times, uh, scholars will say this is what we think the backdrop is of this particular psalm. And what we think it is, is in the aftermath of the adulterous affair with Bathsheba, which is recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 11. David wrote Psalm 32 and Psalm 51 in the wake of that adulterous affair. And not only does he show us how to be honest before God and how to be broken and transparent before God, and that's some of the things that we'll learn from this psalm, if you've never studied it before, we'll be reminded of. But in Psalm 51, he does the same thing and then talks about the joy of discovering a forgiving, gracious God. That's who God is. He delights in loving kindness. He delights to pour out mercy he delights in mercy. In fact, Jesus said that to the religious leaders of the day, essentially saying, you don't even know your Bibles and thus you don't know God. God delights in mercy. This is something that he loves to do is give mercy to people like you and me. So if you are in need of mercy, you've come to the right place. The Psalm opens with this phrase and you'll see it repeated in verses one and two. How blessed I put in my notes the blessed person. So if you're taking notes, the first couple of verses talk about the blessed person. How blessed is he or she whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. A repetition. How blessed, verse 2, is the man to whom the Lord does not impute. That's a word that means account, reckon, charge, and thus treat accordingly. Iniquity, another word for sin, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Now, the whole Psalter or the book of Psalms, all 150 Psalms, the very first Psalm opens with the word blessed. Just to remind ourselves, take a look at Psalm 1, verse 1. It starts off the whole book of Psalms, which kind of sets the tenor, if you will, or the trajectory of the book says, how blessed Psalm 1-1 is the man or the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. The opening of the book of Psalms opens with the same phrase as we just read in verses 1 and 2, of Psalm 32, how blessed. Do you want to be a blessed person? This is what the book of Psalms is about. We studied last week Psalm 33. Take a peek. Just turn one chapter past where we are. And here's what it says. Psalm 33:12 12 says, "'Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom He has chosen for His own inheritance.'" How blessed is the person? How blessed is the nation? How blessed is the church? How blessed is the family? How blessed is the marriage? How blessed is the friendship? If you will delight in the Lord, if you will walk in his ways, if you will do it his way, if you will do it God's way, you will be blessed. You will be happy. In fact, some of the modern translations say, oh, how happy. It is a word, if you look up the Hebrew word for blessed, it's the Hebrew word esher, it's E-S-H-E-R, esher, and it means happiness, blessedness. Uh, This this is, uh, you know, it's a big thing in our culture. People want to be happy. We talk a lot about happiness. It is a legitimate way to translate this Hebrew word. Oh, how happy. Oh, how blessed is a person who experiences what? Verses one and two of Psalm 32 talk about a transgression forgiven and sin covered. Now, if indeed this was written in the aftermath of David's adulterous affair with Bathsheba, you can see why he is celebrating. Because uh, to commit adultery was punishable by death in the Old Testament. And when David is finally confronted with this sin, He doesn't die as a result of it. He doesn't die on the spot. Though he is worthy of death, he doesn't die. Now, he does deal with circumstances that we'll talk about. And I'm sure you're familiar with the story. But the word for blessed is to be in a state, Vine says, of prosperity. It's the idea of a favored life. In the Hebrew picture language, just to walk out the word a little bit more, blessed, It means fire on the head or the chief fire, says Dr. Seekins. The word means to lead straight, to bless, to be happy. Fire on the head, says Dr. Seekins, can symbolize both the presence of God, like in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit came on the church, or facing the uncomfortable realities of life, being in the fire, being under the gun, so to speak. And it is in those times when both are true. When we feel like we're in the baptism of fire, as it were, we feel like we're under the gun. And the presence of God, the favor of God, the blessing of God can rest upon us in a special way in those times, even if we're experiencing the heat of our own mistakes. David speaks for and has experienced the blessing of forgiveness. I think every Christian should just pause right there and just say, Oh, Lord, thank you. Because if you, O Lord, kept a record of my sin, O Lord, who could stand? Certainly not me. If you kept a record for one week of my life, especially in my pre-Christian days, there'd be plenty to charge me with. But the Lord doesn't treat us that way. In the gospel, he pours that wrath that we deserve on his son instead of us. David speaks of the, the blessing and the experience of being forgiven. That's why he wants us to know about it through the Holy Spirit. And he says, Blessed is the one whose, notice verse one, whose transgression is forgiven. What is a transgression? It's a little different word than a sin because a transgression means to cross the line when you know where the line is. You ever seen that sign? Private property, do not trespass. Oh, really? There's some fruit that I'd like to pick. And then a shotgun goes (laughs) off. Hey, get off my property, boy!
2: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk and Truth.
1: So a transgression is, you know the line, it's been clearly drawn, and you decide to transgress the line anyway. Ever done that before? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, we, we have often knowingly sinned against God, right? We've often known the boundary, known the the spot that we are not to pass. We have known words like forbidden, do not enter, witch's castle just ahead. If I were you, I'd go the other way. Let's keep going, (laughs) right? We've all done it before. Wet paint, we touch it just to make sure it's actually wet paint. And some of you who take it a little further, sit on the bench just to see if it's reality. Blessed is the person, how blessed is the person whose transgression is forgiven. Now, if we apply this to David, David's sin, Pesha, is the Hebrew word for transgression. It literally means a rebellion or a revolt. Did David know the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Did David know that, did he find out that Bathsheba was another man's wife? Yes. Did he call for her anyway? Yes. Yes. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was overcome by the moment, overcome by his weakness, whatever we want to say. And he called for her and he was with her and he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have touched her. And when Nathan confronted David, Nathan the prophet said to David, you know, you could have had anything. I gave you everything. I gave you charge over things. I took you from a little shepherd boy and I made you king of the nation that is the apple of my eye. And what did you do? You took the little ewe lamb from the poor family who had nothing. And David was devastated. The fundamental meaning of transgression in the Hebrew is a rebellion. It's a trespass. It's a revolt. It could speak of a national or moral or religious revolt. This last Sunday, we studied the idea of a defection, right? The great apostasy uh, an event that will happen in our future according to the scripture where there will be a great falling away from the faith and David is a individual example of that word apostasia to defect to revolt from a previously held position this guy was the sweet psalmist of Israel this guy was uh, a man after God's own heart how could he fall but whenever I say those words, I have to be very careful because I could fall in my next moment. You realize that, right? We get prideful sometimes as believers. and We think, oh, how could those people, how could that? We forget where we've come from. We forget what the Lord saved us from. We forget how ignorant we once were, how foolish we once were. And we've got to be careful with religious pride because religious pride can be your downfall. And so while we, we can stand for righteousness in our nation and we want the right thing to be done for the right reason, we also have to realize that the message that we share is still one of forgiveness for broken sinners. Amen? So we want to, you know, cast that net wide of the hope of the gospel. It is fundamentally transgression, says one uh, lexicon I looked up. The fundamental idea of the root is a breach of relationship, civil or religious, between two parties. And when David wrote Psalm 51, he said these words, against you and you only have I sinned. It wasn't that he had not sinned against Bathsheba and her family. He did. But he said, first and foremost, my sin is against you, the one I'm supposed to honor with my life. And I love David's honesty, and I love the honesty of the Bible. And I think this is something that if you're newer to the Bible, or you've been around for a while, that you should at least remind yourself of the Bible is very honest about its heroes. Amen. It doesn't cover up. It doesn't just tell you the story of David and Goliath or, or just the story when David refused to kill God's anointed when he could have killed Saul. It also tells you the ugliness of a chapter in David's life when he blew it. And David is not defined by that, nor do you need to be defined by your mistakes. However, the Bible at the same time doesn't cover it up. It's exposed. It's here and it's here for us to learn. Remember, the psalm is one of wisdom and instruction. One thing that sin does is sin hurts us. It's a weight So David speaks of the blessing of those whose transgression is forgiven. Notice the second part, whose sin is covered, verse 1. The word covered is kasa in Hebrew. And it's the basic idea of kafar in Hebrew, which is the word for atonement. Uh, Israel had a national day of atonement. They still practice that day, not like they did back in the day when they had a temple and sacrifice and all of that. But they had a day of atonement. Kafar literally means to cover. And so there's two words in Hebrew and they're, they're used in Greek as well that where God describes what he does with our sin. And he, he forgives our sin. The word forgive means literally to send it away. And it's captured in this idea of atonement language where Remember on the Day of Atonement, they would have the two goats and they would cast lots. One goat would be slaughtered outside the temple and one goat, they would the high priest would confess the sins of the nation on the head of that goat and that goat would be sent away. And this is a picture both in Hebrew and Greek, the sending away of the sin now on the scapegoat transferred, if you will, at least symbolically from the nation or the high priest to the goat, And the scapegoat then goes away into the wilderness where it cannot be seen anymore. And this is what God has done with our sin. He has sent it away. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, praise the Lord, he is no longer counting our sin against us because we have the righteousness of Jesus Christ. How blessed are we? Because sin is a weight. Sin is heaviness. And to have your sin sent away, forgive, and to have your sin covered means that it's no longer exposed to the judgment eye of God. That's the idea of the word here. It's covered. And our sin has been covered by the blood of Christ. Indeed, cleansed and sent away. This is all imagery to show you what God has done. Your sin is no longer exposed. It's under the blood. Everybody with me? Christ has paid that price. As we look at the great, uh, one of the great servant songs of uh, Isaiah 53, you don't have to turn there, you you get the imagery that the Messiah, the servant of Yahweh, he serves by carrying our sin, by bearing the weight of it.
0: You've been listening to The Blessing of Forgiveness, part one on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 32. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to honor you as our listener and put you on our show. Would you call us and leave a short voicemail about why you listen to Walk in Truth or any words of encouragement, prayer, or blessing you'd like to say to your fellow listeners? Simply call 844-48-TRUTH and leave a short message. Again, please call today because we would love to highlight our listeners. Call 844-48-TRUTH today. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, you may be asking, what is the deal with
1: I should forgive because I've been forgiven? You know, some people perhaps uh, haven't forgiven you. Maybe you haven't fully forgiven some people. Why should Christians be forgiving people? It's because he who has been forgiven much loves much. We want to extend to others what we've been given by God. And that's why we're forgiven. Jesus, you know, gave a parable of a man who was forgiven by a king, really in an unpayable debt. And then he basically wouldn't let a friend off for 20 bucks that he owed him. And that's that reveals our heart. You see, once we've been forgiven by God of such a great debt, the weight and debt of our sin, we want to forgive others. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. And uh, the Bible does make a case for forgiving those who actually ask for forgiveness and repent of their sin. Yet the Bible also tells us that Jesus, when he was dying on the cross, said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgiveness is a beautiful uh, demonstration of the gospel and people who belong to the King. It's also a, a beautiful expression of a heart in love with God. It's probably the ultimate demonstration of what love is, the act of forgiveness. And maybe you've been stuck in some unforgiveness, and maybe there's layers to that. Maybe for you right now, you feel like, maybe you feel like you can't be forgiven, like you've just made too many mistakes. But you know what? (laughs) Jesus went to the cross for all sin, and uh, He's so good and so uh, quick to forgive us. All we have to do is call out to His name, and He will forgive. So glad you're listening to Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael Lance, and this is Walk in Truth. And we're excited to be on this station and ministering to thousands of people each and every day through radio and podcasting. Hey, if the ministry is benefiting you, would you let us know? We'd love to hear from you. You can call 844-48-TRUTH and leave a message Or you can uh, leave us a little note via the website, walkintruth.com, and just let us know how the program has blessed you. Hey, pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll catch you for part two in Psalm 32 tomorrow. God bless.
0: One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner, too, or give a one-time tax-deductible donation. Please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. Or you can write a check and mail your gift to walkintruth.com. P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 32 called The Blessing of Forgiveness. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.